This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Oklahoma, where we will both be discussing the disappearance of the Jameson family. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the Sooner State. On October 8, 2009, the Jameson family left their home to look at a property for sale in the Sansois Mountains in Red Oak, Oklahoma, and were never seen again. Bobby, 44, his wife, Sherilyn, 40, and six-year-old Madison. It would be four years before their bodies were found. No cause of death could be determined by the medical examiner. Theories ran wild. Everything from murder, suicide, to cults and drug activities. You be the judge. So normally before we write our notes or pick our cases or whatever, we'll pick it and then message each other what we have so we don't pick the same one. Well, guess what? We've never picked the same case never. ever, ever, ever until now, the time we do not tell each other what case we're covering. But, you know, I mean, in our defense, it was Memorial Day. Yes. And so we did research later. And yes, yeah. So when we, when we messaged each other, I literally said, hey, I'm done with my stuff and this is my case. And then I get an OMG. <laughs> I did the same freaking one. So, so random. We've never, and we'll probably never do it again. Just the one time we, don't worry, we'll we'll tell each other. But I think it's okay because there's a lot of stuff in this. And I'll let you kind of take the lead and I'll pipe in when I have something that might not be in what you had. And then I did find something spooky that I can add at the end that's a little different. About this case? About this case. Oh, perfect. And a little bit about someone else who went missing in the same area under similar circumstances. What? Yes. See? It gets real spooky. So we're putting our minds together and also sidebar, it's pouring down rain. So we're sorry if you hear that. We're so sorry. I'll edit the best I can, but it's a torrential downpour. So, Let's you're about to in. get tag-teamed by yes. me and Lacey. <laughs> oh, my God. All serious. Okay. Bobby and Sherilyn met in 2002 and married in 2004. Madison was born later that year. They moved from Oklahoma City to a lake house in Eufaula, Oklahoma. And we're probably not pronouncing these words correctly. Eufaula is correct. It is? Yes. Right. Come for me. No, no, no. <laughs> Her disappeared. I watched the disappeared episode. It's harder than it seems Oklahoma to get has a lot of Native American pronunciations. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So they found 40 acres for sale in Red Oak online and decided to go look at it, hopefully make an offer. Their plan was to live in a shipping container on the property while they eventually build a house maybe start a small business eventually. Sherilyn had an older son from a previous relationship, and he would later say that this move and look, you know, for this property to buy was kind of out of the blue, and he hadn't heard anything about these plans. On October 7th, the family drives the 30 minutes to Panola, Oklahoma. They get lost, and Dad asks for directions. They decide to abort the trip for that day, And come back the next day. 
a local did say he saw them in the area, so we know that they did make it to the property. On October the 16th, a hunter finds their truck near the land. It was parked on a gravel road, and inside the truck was a little dog clinging to life. It had no food, no water. He called the police who came and saved the little dog, which turns out was Madison's. And the truck was locked, so they had to break into the truck. So once they get inside, they find Bobby's wallet, Sherilyn's purse, their cell phones, and $32,000 in cash in an envelope underneath the seat. Which is just... $32,000 $32,000 in cash. That's a lot of money. That's maybe all their money? I don't know. I don't have $32,000 in cash. No. I don't even have drag ones right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to go. <laughs> Seriously, $32,000? They also found an 11-page hate letter from Sherilyn to Bobby saying that he didn't care about his daughter And she listed off all the things that she hated about him and that she wanted a divorce. Yeah. So she, like, had a burn book. Do you think, and I don't know the answer, did she give it to him? Or, like, do you think he had already read it? We don't know the answer. But I mean, maybe she wrote it and it was, like, in her purse. Yeah, because I could not find if it was in a sealed envelope or anything. Yeah, I couldn't either. So who knows if he read it or Mm -mm. if she was going to... They brought it for some reason. Was she going to give it well, to him Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe it was in her purse. And when they yeah. were going through her stuff, they were like, oh, well, here's a letter saying. Yeah. Because I write notes and shit all the time and put them in my purse. I have a big giant purse. I yeah. carry my laptop in it. And, but you know what I mean? Like, you may have. Yeah. It's who just, knows? It just wasn't very clear. Mm-hmm. The area was taped off as a crime scene. There were way too many suspicious things going on. They searched the area, nothing, no sign of foul play, no broken glass, no blood. So it almost appeared like maybe they had planned to come back to the truck, mm-hmm. and that's why they had left everything behind, like their dog. And their cell phones and were in cell there. Phones. Yeah. Everyone, you know, that was asked said that this dog was Madison's baby, and she would have mm-hmm. never left her puppy. Their jackets were also in the truck. And it's October... In the mountains. In the mountains, in Oklahoma. I mean, we're in Arkansas, not too far from Oklahoma, literally on the border. Yeah. Our well, states. We are three and a half hours-ish yeah. from Panola Mountain. Right. So, I mean, in October, it gets a little chilly. Oh, especially, yeah. Especially, I mean, if night. you have a child. Mm-hmm. So, it's been eight days since they were last seen. They found Madison's footprints up mm-hmm. a nearby hill and found other footprints leading up to a rock. They saw a picture of Madison on one of the cell phones that was taken with her on a small bluff by the rock where the footprints led. Did you see this picture? I did not. They showed it on Disappeared, and oddly enough, her Sherilyn's best friend Nikki and her and Bobby's mother don't think they took the picture based on the pose of the little girl. Was she it's one of those things for me where when you know something happened, then it looks weird. But like on the surface, she's crossing her arms like this. I'll, uh-huh. I'll post the pictures. Uh-huh. She's crossing her arms like this and kind of looking in the distance. She's missing her two front teeth. She's smiling kind of like this. Uh-huh. And they think it looks forced, like she wasn't really happy and that she would have looked at the photo and been smiling, blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to be a devil's advocate, but to me, it doesn't look 
that weird. Maybe it looks like they took it without her knowing. Yeah, maybe that, or they're like, smile, and she didn't look at them soon enough. Well, I mean, I have an eight-year-old, and trying to get him to take a picture with me is like, Or they'll uh -uh. smile funny. I know. Always make a face, yeah. Yeah, they felt like the picture was off, but I, I You didn't get that vibe. I didn't get, I think only that vibe comes from knowing something bad happened. Gotcha. I think if you were looking through all the photos, you'd be like, oh, she was looking at the camera. Doesn't look suspicious. It didn't, not to me. It could to others. That's just my opinion. I don't know. That's just their feeling that the parents did not take that picture. So. Like someone else did it. And then put the phone back in the truck right, and locked it. Yeah. Right. Seems I, a little far-fetched. Yeah. But not saying. There's not a lot of facts around this, so it's just speculation. But, you know. So, it appeared, since the cell phones were found in the truck, mm-hmm. that maybe they went back and were about to leave but didn't for some reason. Yeah. Which is very odd. So, on October 17th, volunteers and law enforcement began searching. Aerial drones were brought in. Infrared thermal imaging was used. Scent dogs, ATV, horses, and a partridge in a pear tree. This was the biggest search in Oklahoma's history. They brought in Mm -hmm. every resource to try to find this family. Very thick terrain. Yeah, lots of ravines, cliffs. Heavy woods. (sighs) It's... The wilderness. Yeah. The neighbors say they thought the truck may have belonged to a work crew, and that's what took them so long to report it. So they weren't being nosy. They were like, you know, yes, that truck's been there, but maybe somebody's in the woods, like, working. Right. Or, you know, whatever. They weren't being nosy neighbors like Lacey's. <laughs> I do have nosy neighbors. She does have nosy neighbors. But I will say this, too. Panola Mountain, from what I could read, it's not like... A lot of people came there to hike trails. It was mostly the people there. Uh-huh. They were kind of, I don't want to say preppers because I don't know, but like very independent, living off the land. Sure. They had they had to have a generator for power. So it was a very remote, everyone kind of kept to themselves. Right. Not a lot of I mean, coming just over, bringing sugar to your house. Yeah, no. Exactly. No, you just, they're probably, you, right. I, yeah, exactly. So the school hadn't reported Madison missing either because- the parents had just pulled her out not long before she disappeared to begin homeschooling her. It's very bizarre. But yeah. But maybe if they were planning on buying this land, they planned on homeschooling her. Correct. And it was extremely remote. They would have to. It's, right. There wasn't a Panola Academy or whatever. Sure. School they buses. Would, yeah. They would have to homeschool her there. But one thing that I find a little odd is. They hadn't told anyone, like, oh, we're buying it, we're moving there today. Wouldn't No family It just feels knew. like, a, and they had been looking at a lot of properties. It wasn't something they just started, so it took a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And But they pulled her out. It almost makes me think they took that money up there to buy it, like, on, I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Could be. I didn't see how much that property was, like, was worth. Did you see that I anywhere? I didn't find it. I looked because yeah. I had the same questions, but I didn't. Didn't see anything either. So a final search was done on October 23rd. Nothing was found. All the rain had inevitably washed away all the scents. Tons of people had come in and searched on foot. And the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children released three different posters. So, I mean, everyone was trying to actively search for this family. So years pass with nothing. In 2013... A deer hunter discovers the skeletal remains of two adults and a child. 
He said they were on a trail and the trail went right to the bodies. So it was like along the trail. They were face down. One small skull, two larger ones. The biggest one had a hole in the top of it. Police would later say this hole was probably caused by a coyote. Yeah, right. The hunter thought it was possibly a bullet hole to him. Yeah. That's what and it appeared. And they never could confirm it, so it Correct. could be anything. Right. But there were no bullets found, no shell casings, no bullets. No weapons, hole, period. No weapons. So this was a mountainous location about 2.7 miles away from the truck. And these bones were scattered on top of the ground. You know, bone fragments, torn clothes. OSBI released a statement saying that they hadn't confirmed. These were, in fact, the Jameson family because there was nothing but skeletal remains. There was nothing to identify them. No wallets, clothing on on the, bo- on or the, on the bones. bones. Yeah. yeah. So they get to work trying to identify them. In July of 2014, the ME identifies these as the Jameson family. They said animals had clearly gotten to them over the years, and there was no way to determine the cause of death at this point. It seemed as though the family died within hours of their disappearance, which mm. is awful yeah. to think about. I mean... And 2.7 miles from their truck. You would think, saying anything negative, but that is far if you're walking, but in retrospect it's really not no it's not 27 miles away from the truck correct and they covered the area with searchers and searchers and drones and dogs Mm -hmm. and so you would think cadaver dogs yeah all the they search a Mm -hmm. bigger area than three miles yeah so and they were on top of the ground it's like they were buried (sighs) so it's just very it is it's very odd it is it's not like they unearthed a shallow grave. They were already right. on top of the dirt. Which is horrifying to think about this family laying out there for that many years through all the elements and just, oh, it's awful. It's awful. So the family at least has some form of closure at this point. They still don't know what happened, mm-hmm. but they do have bodies at least to bury. The local sheriff and FBI spent months investigating any leads and came up with nothing. So, now we get to dive into the theories of what happened to this family. And that's what a lot of the case is because that's from there, we, got. we don't, we don't, we don't know. know. We, we don't just know. know about what they were maybe involved in. Maybe mm-hmm. that had something to do mm-hmm. with it. I don't know. I have a, a big old speculation station coming. So, so fun. <laughs> So one theory is they simply got lost. Mm -hmm. Some people thought they may have gone for a quick hike in the woods and got lost, which people who knew this family quickly debunked this and said, Bobby was familiar with being in the woods. He wouldn't have got lost for that many days and not been able to, you know, just a couple of miles back from their truck and not, you know what I'm saying? Not been able to get back. And yeah. And he had also, I mean, not to the point where they would have died from exposure. Well, what's strange, too, is they obviously, they so they got the phone, so mm-hmm. they had the GPS mm-hmm. where they were carrying the phones, uh-huh. and they could see that they w- had walked to that rock mm-hmm. and back. It took about 15 minutes uh-huh. 
the phones were back in there. So they're like, okay, well, they roamed around, came back to the truck, got their stuff. They got in the truck. Uh-huh. What made them get out? What made them get out? Exactly. Like, were they in it and someone came up behind them? Because it was like a one-way. Maybe uh-huh. they were blocking them. Maybe someone was came out of the brush. Uh-huh. <sighs> it just doesn't. Nothing makes sense. No. So Bobby had been in a car accident yeah. in 2003 and had chronic back pain. Like, it would hurt him to walk around the house. So it's very unlikely that he would have decided to take a hike through this rugged terrain with a six-year-old. That's the big thing is, and also, okay, you know I'm a dog person. You have a kid. You know getting them in and out of a car is a pain, right? Like, you don't just get them out and you're like, nope, two seconds later, get back in and then out and in. They don't roll like that. It's a production. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't they let the dog out with them? I do know it's a Shih Tzu. It's a smaller dog. I can only speculate. Maybe it was muddy. Maybe they didn't want it muddy. Da, 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 da. But, but if they're going to go on a hike hike. They would have at least cracked a window. Exactly. They loved the dog. Mm-hmm. No one says they treated her badly. No one says they, I mean, they love this dog. And it's the daughter's like best friend. Sure. So I feel like they were... They got back in ready to go, and they had to go out. Mm-hmm. Or... It seemed they got out abruptly. Exactly. Like, they wouldn't have left their dog in there, and... I don't know. I just feel like if they had gone 2.7 miles, meaning they would have to come back 2.7 miles... Right. You're going to meander around. I think they would have taken the dog. Oh, for sure. I don't think they got down there on their no. own. That's just my speculation, but I don't know. Well, the bodies were lined up face down, almost execution style, which was also very odd. They didn't oh, yeah. fall that way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they wouldn't have died of exposure all at the same time in the same spot lined up beside each other. And the way that the truck was parked was facing down the hill. Like they were driving away, mm-hmm. like you just said, and were stopped by someone or something. Mm-hmm. So... The next alleged scenario is a Mm murder-suicide. Sherilyn did suffer from a bipolar disorder, which I hate to even put out there because it just adds more stigma to those suffering with mental illness and with their mental health, and that's not what this intended to do. Yeah, no, of course not. No. She had been prescribed medication, but had several bouts with severe depression. Like, she would start feeling better and she'd stop taking it, which happens. I know a lot of people that will do that. Yeah. Will take, you know, just. They go off of it because they, quote unquote, feel like a zombie. They don't feel like themselves. So they'll. Yeah. And some, I, I mean, I know people in real life that have bipolar disorder. And if they're not medicated, sometimes they can go into depression or mania. Mm -hmm. It could have happened, but we don't know. We don't know. She also was known to keep a 22 pistol in the truck. That gun was never found. That's what I find extremely strange. Never found. And they searched the house Uh back in Eufaula. The gun's nowhere, Mm -hmm. period. The gun wasn't on them. Mm -mm. So, like, one of the detectives on Disappeared said, you can kill two people, you know, bury them, hide the bodies, blah, blah, blah. It's very difficult for you. You can't shoot yourself and throw the gun. To shoot yourself. Exactly. It's hard to also hide your own body and do all of that. It's not necessarily impossible. But he was just saying, because of that 
it's unlikely. No murder weapon. No, I guess it could have debris. Or someone could have came along and saw it and stole a gun. There's no telling. But I would also think that if you shot your husband in the top of the head or whatever, Mm -hmm. there would be a bullet somewhere, Mm -hmm. an empty shell casing. There would be something. And there was nothing, nothing around. And even if you didn't, you know, if you shot yourself in the heart, you know, to kill yourself, whatever, your body's going to deteriorate. The bullet's not. Exactly. No. Yeah. And again, I mean, I'm no... Why have forensic the dog anthropologist? With you? But why not have left the dog at your house or let I, it go or anything? It yeah, just seems it just, strange yeah. not to roll down a window or anything. They were just I don't I don't know. So another theory is that they were members of a satanic cult. Oh boy, the family kept to themselves. They weren't around a lot of people. They were kind of quiet. They went to see their preacher at one point and talked to him about dark spirits that they believed were in their home. They said Madison had begun talking to an imaginary friend named Emily, and Sherilyn believed that this was an evil entity. They thought that an exorcism may be needed. Don't judge people. Just saying. I'm sure all of you are sitting there going, yep, this family was wacko. Mental illness and alleged demons, but no, no, I will say this too. If she was prone to think believing in things like that, this little girl's an only, well, she has a brother, but he, or, you know, he doesn't, right, live, with he doesn't live with them. She's an only child. She is being homeschooled. She's not around other children. It seems very Lots of children logical. have imaginary exactly. friends. Exactly. I'm like, of course she had an imaginary friend. Lots of children do. Makes total sense They're to me. not crazy children. No, they're. Their the, parents they're are not was, crazy. Yes. It's, that's extremely normal for a child to have an imaginary friend. Bobby also allegedly asked the preacher where he could buy special bullets to shoot spirits he said were living on the roof of their house. Okay, that does sound a little wacky, even for me. You know, I I love it. I love a demon possession and an evil entity, just not in my house. Well, you know what's especially strange to me is Bobby's mother said that the pastor they talked to, they had never heard of them heard of him before and they didn't even know that they went to a church or anything so it wasn't like a childhood no they had his mom was like i have no idea who that guy is right and she said that doesn't sound at all like something bobby would say she's like he's never said anything strange like this to anyone they knew sherilyn was kind of i'll just say eccentric maybe about her spiritual stuff that's what people probably say about me no (laughs) That's well, my face. <laughs> well, we'll elaborate on her stuff too. It's it's eccentric is right is putting it maybe mildly, but uh, they didn't know of him to be that way though. His mom was like, "I cannot imagine right him being like, I need a special bullet or well." And I mean, I'm just going to tell you, Demon One Hundred One. No, you bullets? can't shoot no. a spirit. I know you can't. So. Also, allegedly, Bobby planned on trying to perform an exorcism on his own with a copy of the Satanic Bible he had recently purchased. Have you ever seen a Satanic Bible? No. Do you remember that one case I covered where the boy mm-hmm. killed his mom? Yes. And he had the Satanic Bible. I don't, I've never seen one. 
I'm not saying I want to. I'm just saying I don't. I've never seen one. I wouldn't even know. But why would he use that for an exorcism and not a a regular regular Bible? Like King James Version? I don't know. I have no idea. That's what I was... I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that and see. That seems... (sighs) Spooky, spooky. Well, and she also had a quote-unquote witch's Bible at home. What does that look like? I have no idea. I don't know. have to look at this stuff. Well... Do you know about the storage containers with the witches spray? Go ahead and tell about that. Okay, do you have any so notes about I that? do, I do. So at the Jameson house back in Ufala, the investigators found the witches' Bible, and then they also saw the storage containers on the property on the outside of the house. She had spray painted really kind of weird. Well, for example, one message said witches don't like their cats being killed. So her friend Nikki said that. She thought some of her neighbors were poisoning her or killing her black mm-hmm. cats. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to scare them away. And Nikki also said that she was the kind of person who she said she would say all the time, the crazier you seem, the more people will leave you alone. She's not wrong. So maybe it was just the witchy stuff was an act and she just wanted to freak people out. I don't know. Well, you know, she could just be have been doing it for attention. Yeah. Well, not. The opposite of attention, but you know what I mean, like to yeah. keep them away. Exactly, like freak the neighbors out. Right. Maybe they won't mess with their cats right. if they think she thinks she's a witch. Well, that same friend said that she and Sherilyn would sometimes have seances. Ooh. Can you do that with two people? I don't. Is there like a? I have no limit idea. On, do you have to? Is it like you need four players? I, I don't have no idea. Man, we do not know as much as we should about well, which Bibles. Seances. Maybe she means a Ouija board. I don't know. Well, you can play that with just one person. You don't need two people for a Ouija board. Maybe. According to all the Ouija movies that I've okay. watched. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I wouldn't try it. But I feel it. like a seance. I feel it's... like you would need at least two people. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. If you are a witch and are <laughs> listening to this. No, we're not coming for the we're witches. We're not coming for you. We want you to give us all of your info. Mm-hmm. So both friends and family agreed that the Jameson's house was, in fact, haunted and that they had experienced some freaky shit going on there. Like, your ears really perked up when you oh, read that. for sure. I couldn't read eyes. it fast enough. Like, oh, my God. I was like Rain Man going through this. How didn't I know you did this, kid? <sighs> I don't know. You don't even know Well, me. I think the kid thing threw me off. I'm like, well, mm. I had already a po- an apology planned. If I had known... When I first read, I didn't. I didn't know in the beginning that I they neither. were found. So this family members would say that whenever they went over to the Jamesons' house, they felt a horrible presence. So they assumed the house was haunted because they just felt like doom and gloom and dread. Can I also interject that he had chronic pain, and they said some days he wouldn't even get out of bed because his depression was so bad. Their marriage was unhappy and she would also have bouts of depression so people could be feeding off of could be their energy too because that sounds like a and poor madison also that breaks my heart for that baby it really does just that's i can't really so in july of 2009 sherilyn's ex-husband got custody of their son that they shared together and in september sherilyn was hospitalized for attempting suicide colton the son that she shared mm-hmm. with her ex-husband, 
told the judge he would rather live with his dad because his mom was depressed and acted strangely all the time. Mm. That is so fucking sad. Yeah, it really is. It's Sherilyn's mother said the family was on an Oklahoma cult hit list that the area where they were going to look at land was known for cults and stuff. Of course, she couldn't provide any names or back this up any. Well, her best friend, Nikki, claimed that an anonymous woman called her up and said Sherilyn was involved in that cult, but they vowed to kill her, but there weren't any specifics. It was an anonymous woman, and Nikki also said, quote, I went up to those mountains about a year later, and near where the bodies were found, there was a line of cars parked with Texas license plates. When we got near the actual spot, there were a couple of gunshots. They sounded like warning shots to me. I don't scare easily, but that place really freaks me out. There's something not right about it. Ugh. Yeah. There's also a lot of meth labs in the area. That was my next That's why I'm, I, theory. I love a good hike, but I'm not going... For cults, guns, meth labs, nope. No. Sorry, Oklahoma. No. Well, hell, it's Arkansas. They got that shit. Oh here yeah, too. Uh, pin- not in Pinnacle. <laughs> not on. Not on it. Yeah, not no. On pinnacle, not on pinnacle Mountain. Mountain. No. Oh God, they probably do. Continue. <laughs> so drugs was another theory. Mm-hmm. This area was also known to be very bad in meth labs, and Bobby had recently reported someone for running one. Surveillance video footage from outside their home shows them making several trips back and forth in and out of their house. No talking, almost like in a trance, stopping and staring into space occasionally. They were both incredibly thin and looked almost emaciated when they went missing. Did you watch the video? The yes. surveillance. Did it you didn't wa- look odd to me. So I don't know. I will say, so I wa- the only video I could find, and I looked a lot of places, was a 50-second one. It was like a ring. But Yeah. yeah. But they had a lot of footage, so the I couldn't find the full thing, which is annoying. But one thing I found odd was they only carried small items to the truck. Like, they could have saved themselves a trip. And you know what right. I mean? Like, they just had, like, one little thing in their hand. Or, yeah. like, what, pile it up. But we can't hear them. And it's grainy, so they could have said something, but we don't know. Well, some people think that this suggests drug use. Yeah. I do know I have a friend who had a lot of back problems Mm -hmm. and got on, like, pain medication and muscle relaxers and stuff because of his chronic pain. Mm -hmm. And he got super thin because it suppressed his appetite. Well, and it wasn't because he was on like meth. He kind of looked like a meth head. No offense. So I'm not saying his name. Don't come for me. But when you do take pain pills for chronic pain Mm -hmm. and stuff, it does that. You won't eat. Yeah. And they were both in all the pictures I saw of them, both thin. Yeah. I mean, I didn't necessarily see every picture or every year. But even the older pictures, they they were were thin. They were quite thin. Even her, the picture of her holding Madison as a baby, Uh she's tiny. She's teeny. Yeah. So, this also could explain the large amount of cash they had. Mm-hmm. The house was searched, and there was no drug paraphernalia or anything of the sort in or around the home or the vehicle. What you would think you would at least find a pipe or, or residue or... There would be something. I would just... Like an old cookie can you know somewhere what? in the bottom of the closet. Meth? People on meth don't tend to be... Careful? That as careful as... Yeah, I mean... So, I mean... They may have seen something they weren't supposed to mm-hmm. see when they were up there, and they were killed to keep them quiet. Yeah. That's a theory. That's 
That's a very plausible theory to sure. me. Because, like they were saying, oh, they're on a hit list or maybe they were involved in selling drugs, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. But why didn't anyone take the money? No one searched the car thinking they have a bag of cash. Right. So if someone killed them, they weren't doing it for money. Right. Right. So let's see. The last theory that I have is Bobby's dad killed the family. Mm-hmm. There was an order of protection against Bobby's dad filed in April of 2009, claiming that he had threatened to kill them over a business deal. They had owned a gas station and dad sold it and owed his son half the money. Allegedly, Bobby's dad hit him with a car in November of 2008, and supposedly dad was involved in prostitution, gangs, and meth. He supposedly had connections with the Mexican mafia, and that's who he threatened his son and his son's family with. He died two months after they went missing, and he was cleared as a person of interest before he died. So, hmm. I mean, most people from Arkansas or from, well, honestly, it's every state, really. We know someone who has done meth or sure. family. I'm, I know people who have been addicted to meth. Well, I feel like there's such a common thread in paranoia about the Mexican mafia. I don't know. Have you? No, I've I have heard no association that, with Crystal Meth Lacey. <laughs> I, I, I've never done it, but I mean, I've, I have family members who have done it, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Are they in charge of the meth, the Mexican mafia? No, but they have, they don't have, they're not on it now, thank goodness. But there was a lot of paranoia and also where I'm from, there's a lot of meth and they're all always talking about the Mexican mafia. No idea. But I'm just going to say this. I've never actually, is there really a Mexican meth mafia? Is, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. want to know. I don't want, let's just stop that but question. Lacey's windows are going to get no, shot but out. if there is, why are they in Panola Mountain? I'm just saying. Well, I mean. I don't know. I don't know the ways of, is this Breaking Bad? Is there, there might be a bunch of gangs. I do not know. I, the only I thing. Got I got nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Lacey's asking all the hard stuff. She's Sally Jesse Raphael over here. <laughs> So, witness protection program was another theory that federal officials brought the Jamesons into the witness protection program, that they were informants for the government against local meth dealers, and they took Madison out of school right before they disappeared. So, maybe they joined, but then how would they have found their skeletal remains? So, I feel like that's kind of debunked. Yeah. Bobby and Sherilyn were both unemployed at the time of their disappearance and living on disability checks. Mm -hmm. So it's unclear where the $32,000 came from. That's the big mystery. Well, I mean, everything's a mystery. But this bag of cash, their family's like, we don't know why they had that. We don't know where where they got it. where it came from or what they were doing with it. Or we don't know anything. I don't know. So (sighs) that's all I got. Well, I have some just to go into... A little bit of the psychiatric stuff that could be a factor. We don't know. So there are some medical explanations that could explain what was going on in the house, meaning like the spirits, the demons, the exorcisms, blah, blah, blah. Well, hyper-religiosity, say that. I like we talk about that a lot. Well, yeah, it's a psychiatric disturbance in which a person experiences intense religious beliefs or episodes that interfere with normal functioning. It generally includes abnormal beliefs and a focus on religious content or even atheist content, which interferes with work and social functioning. Her friend Nikki said she would leave a lot of post-it notes around the house, like, get out Satan, 
just saying very religious things around the house, but she is a witch, but also she sees a pastor, but also just a lot of... She's got her hand she's in, in every... She's in yeah. all the things. I'm like, what is going on here? You don't normally see Christians interested in witchcraft. Normally no. they're very like, oh. You pick a lane. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? Uh, religious mania is a state of acute hyperactivity, agitation, and restlessness accompanied by hallucinations of a religious nature. So maybe... She was seeing hallucinations. Maybe she convinced Bobby. I don't know. Right. But we also know she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and wouldn't always be on her medications. And in bipolar disorder, delusions of grandeur are common during episodes of mania. They might be in a depressive episode or they might also have paranoid delusions. They might even believe someone's out to get them or their property. Mm -hmm. We knew she was concerned with neighbors getting her cats. And maybe she was just convincing enough that Bobby started thinking the house was haunted. And there's something else called shared delusional disorder. You've probably heard about this before, folly ado. Mm -hmm. So this occurs when a delusional belief held by one person, the primary, becomes shared by another, the secondary, or several other people associated with that person. It's so freaky. Like the mom and daughter case I covered. Yes. So it's it, in most cases, a second person is dependent on or has a more passive relationship with the primarily affected person. And it did seem, Bobby seemed a little more passive to her. I, mm -hmm. I could be wrong with that. But so my fellow X-Files nerds will recognize Folly Ado as an episode title. Just throwing that out there. Or the wine. Or the Fall Out Boy album. Man. Or the play. In New York with uh, Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yeah. Well. Anyways. So I have something spooky. Give it to me. Other than the other spooky stuff. So, you know, I don't think anything supernatural happened, but I will share what I found just because I know you'll like it. Well, you won't like it, but you'll think it's odd. So have you ever heard of the spooky synchronicity with the phenomenon known as the 35th degree of latitude? No. What? Some people call it the line of tragedy. What? Yes. So buckle up. For oh, real. Shit. This is some You're gonna weird me, I'm not stuff. I'm going to be paranoid about something. Well, okay. Oof. So God. the 35th degree of latitude is the literal latitude on a map. Uh -huh. Like, you know, the lines. So in the United States, the 35th parallel defines a southern border of Tennessee and part of the southern border of North Carolina, the northern borders of Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. It goes through the center of Arkansas. We are the center of Arkansas. Where well, is sorry, it? it's the northern center, I guess. I'll show you a map and I'll post a map so you can I don't it's not little rock, I don't think, just telling you. And like southern Oklahoma. You're like, and it runs under my house. No. Well, it goes through other states. What's it called? Out west, the thirty fifth degree of latitude. But I found a picture I can post on our socials. So let me tell you what's so creepy about it. It's along the 35th degree latitude that a whole string of brutal murders have occurred. What? Yeah. So a horrific murder that occurred along this line was that of Pastor Carol Daniels in Anadarko, Oklahoma on August 23rd, 2009. She's the pastor who her mutilated corpse was found propped up behind the church altar in a crucifix position. It was very brutal. It was awful. Oh, my God! And this will chill you. The 35th degree latitude line is also where Timothy McVeigh carried out the bombing of the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma, which killed 168 people and injured nearly 700 others. 
And one article I read said that the case of Andrea Yates, the Houston, Texas woman who murdered her children, was on this line. But this confused me because Houston is much further south than that line is. So I think maybe they're mistaken. They are mistaken. I'll post a picture of the map. I don't know why they said that. But anyway, if you know, let me know. So where do you think the Jameson family disappeared? The 35th degree latitude. Is it how horrifying happens? So they were close to Oklahoma City? Yeah. Well, along the same latitude. So think of latitude, fatitude, width. Like, so like Oklahoma City and the Eufaula area, Panola is closer to Arkansas. Oh my God, what are you pulling up a map? This uh, is a second pentagram of oh blood. Lord. I don't oh, know. Oh my gosh. And it is about the Jameson family oh, disappearance. Oh, boy. There's even more. This might be a two-parter. Just kidding. Oh, okay. So there's another disappearance similar to that of the Jameson family that also occurred along the 35th degree parallel line. The mysterious vanishing of Tommy Raymond Estep. So Tommy Estep disappeared in follow Oklahoma, the same town that the Jamesons lived in, in July of 2013. He was a 30-year-old man who vanished during a family trip to Lake Eufaula for the 4th of July weekend. A few months later, on September 29th, his 2003 silver Chevy pickup truck was found abandoned in rural Hughes County on the 35th degree north latitude. There were, of course, numerous searches of the area, missing persons, flyers, you name it. But tragically, on April 9th, 2017, Tommy's family announced that his skeletal remains were found near the same area his truck was located in September of 2013. Cause of death, undetermined. So it's so similar. Abandoned truck, Mm -hmm. lost, missing, whatever, Mm -hmm. found dead under no one knows why. Anyways, it's just, I don't know. There's so many mysteries surrounding this case. There's just, it looks like you're looking up more. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So... It's, it's, you're gonna have to bookmark this stuff. It's a lot of. It's wild. I never have never heard of. There allegedly are other murders that have taken place on this line, but the article I read, which was by, let me see, what's my source? Mysterious Universe only mentioned those, and they also mentioned the Andrea Yates thing, but I don't think that happened on the line, from what I could tell. Well, according to this. It says that it should be noted that in 1993, around the time of the David Koresh Branch Davidian cult compound Mm -hmm. near Waco, Texas, the Oklahoman newspaper ran a story in which the U.S. Marshals confirmed that there were cults found in eastern Oklahoma and some of them were very extreme. Another says another another story reported uh, Tommy Estep disappeared mm. after a trip to Eufaula, that his truck was found abandoned at the highway crossroads on the 35th degree north latitude. Crazy. Now I can't ever go to Oklahoma. You're going tomorrow. I was about to say. Lacey's going tomorrow, y'all. And you know what the scariest thing is? I'm going to Oklahoma City on, on the freaking 35th latitude. So I'm going to be keeping my wits about me. I will be... I'll be safe. You'll be fine. I'm I'm kind of freaked out. I joked, oh, I'm not going to Panola Mountain. I'm just going to go even further on this line to Oklahoma City. Oof. Going to a Glass Animals concert. BT dubs. 
But anyway, I'm slightly concerned, but I'm still going to this concert. You'll be fine. How many people live over there? A lot. Yeah. They're not going to point you out. Never say, oh my gosh. You can't even get into a, you better make a whole series about you, me. You can't even get into like a super secret party. <laughs> you can't, you don't get, you don't get invited oh. into speakeasies, Lacey. Oh, no cult is going to look at you and say, that girl brought I, there. I take her. Oh boy. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So we got a lot of really kind reviews. People can really help us out for free. Seriously, liking our social media pages and by giving us reviews, that helps us in the algorithms. It bumps us up. But we got one that cracks me up. So Tamara T from Oklahoma City, by the way. Oh, boy. I I know. Well, she gave us a very nice review. Thank you so much. And she also corrected us, which I love that you can spin that in a positive light. Yes, correct she, us. So it, this is regarding the Jeepers Creepers stuff. So she says, just to clear up the Jeepers Creepers scenario, part two, the second movie is actually when the high school kids bus breaks down. Part three is the task force trying to kill it on its last feeding day. Oh my gosh. Maybe I haven't seen three then. I have not seen three. I know that much. So. I have not seen three. I have seen two, apparently. I still haven't seen where it's streamed yet. So I have seen the second one now that I think about it. Well, it, also, if you leave us a review, slide into our DMs or email us and we'll send you a sticker. We love we love that. We love you. We have 249 reviews. We do? 249? Ah, we just need one, one more. more. 250. And it'll be a bad one. Anytime it it's be. always you like You guys suck. You, you don't know anything about satanic Bibles and witchcraft. You can't pronounce Sanzois. 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 No, but... Don't come for Oklahoma. No, we We're not. We love Oklahoma. We love all the states. We might poke fun of things every now and then. I'll poke fun of Arkansas. I mean, read the room. All we're day in Arkansas. Long. We have to. We're from the South. We've heard it all I, my whole life. Do you have a plumbing? Did you marry your brother? Did, yes, I've heard I'm like, it. I'm all. not even married. Shut up. <laughs> We've heard it all. So when it we make me fun out, of bitch. anything, just take it lightly for real. Like one time, you made a joke about Utah. And oh boy, we got it. All the Karens live there. It, we're just oh, joking around. Lord. Just we we don't. We're relax. not coming for your whole. There state. are worse things to be upset about in this world. Yeah. By the way, people keep sending me true crime just true crime stuff to watch, and I'm bookmarking it, but I just can't right now. So what I did just binge watch is The Circle. What is that? Oh, you're gonna have to. Well, I don't know. It's it's like a. I don't even know what you call it. It's a TV show. It's a TV show. It's on Netflix. It's like a reality show where you can. People try to win at the end. I don't know. I don't it's like very, game shows. It's not a game show. It's like a social media experiment. I don't know. Sounds horrible. Samuel and I have both been freaking obsessed with it. Like he's like, you ready to watch the circle? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Oh, do, 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 running into the. It's crazy. We just I'll finished watch the trailer. It. I don't. It's one of those things. I'm like, why would I like that? But I did anyway. Let oh. me know what non-crime stuff you're watching right now, so I can just. Well, since you asked. I am three episodes away from finishing Paris in Love. <laughs> wait. Don't make fun. Is I that, know. You Paris love Hilton. a Paris show. In Paris Hilton. Oh, wait. What? This is Paris Hilton getting married. And Where's I don't know from? why the fuck I started watching this show and I just there was nothing on. 
and now I had Peacock pulled up, and I was like, "What I is I this shit?" You were talking about I thought Emily was, in Paris. No, I already binged that. I, I do you like love that. a Paris. It was cute. Title. It was cute. It was very reminded me of like a young Sex in the City. But anyway, what it is. I just turned it on because I was like, this is going to be stupid. And then I found myself on episode three with like Cheeto dust on my fingers and had been sitting for three hours. You know, sometimes it's nice to it's just refreshing not to watch, not think. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. That's why I'm like, don't knock TV. I don't want to. Sometimes wanna, you need, you need to sit. Don't want to read any more about anybody getting their head chopped off. Yes. Or yes. Sometimes it's just found. too much. It's too much. I needed to. I liked watching Watch, True Crime yeah. a lot more before the podcast. <laughs> exactly. We're getting really immersed with it throughout the week. So last weekend, you were out of town. or You're busy, so you weren't there. But we went to Charlie's and ate on the patio for the first time. It was really nice. How was it? It was, it good? was good. Yeah, I had the quesadilla for the first time. Really good. And I saw a listener there that it was exciting. Cool. Her name's Hannah. Yeah, she's we love a fan. She's local, and I'm like, oh, fancy meeting you here. She was out on the balcony too. She said she was there because we mentioned it on the podcast. I'm like, I mean, oh, you mean people listen to us? No, nope. <laughs> she listens to me local more than people? my friends. No, <laughs> for real though, it was a good night to be on the patio. Unfortunately, it's raining now, so no, no patio patios tonight. for us. But. Where are we next week? Oh, you would ask me. North Dakota? Yes, North Dakota. North Dakota. Yes. I haven't picked my case yet. Oh, oh my God. We're no, at- wait. I'm wrong. When in doubt, I message my sister-in-law, Tammy, about this. I'm like, help me. <laughs> she have one for you? She, do- she did. I don't remember what it was. But I'll tell you ASAP so we don't cover the same case. But to be fair, this episode's a normal length, so maybe it's a good thing. Anyway. Oh. We'll be back next week. Be back next week. Bye. Bye.